Hello everyone, welcome back to the Leading to Success podcast. Um, it's Sean Cooper, um, I'm going to be your host along with Jake Swinburne. Hi Jake. Hey there. You doing well? <laughs> I'm well, I'm well. Let's, uh, yeah, let's see what we're going to get stuck into. Yeah, we have some pretty special guests, Tessa Hetherington, former graduate and now trustee of the Flying Start and we're also going to have a guest visit from one of our own, uh, Harper McVeigh, which uh, I'm looking forward to as well. Um, so I hope you enjoy. Hello Tessa, um, thank you for coming on to the podcast. A pleasure. Um, how have you been doing? I'm fine, yeah. Good, good, good. Well, we just had our trustee lunch and uh, we thought it'd be really good to ask you a few questions, so we'll get straight into it. Um, so the first question that we came up is, uh, during your course, what specific skill set did you acquire or enhance? Okay, good question. Um, I think for me, obviously it's very different for each person, but I didn't come from a racing background. Um, I had no family in the industry, didn't have many connections. I, you know, my experience with racing was mainly as a, as a fan. Um, and so uh, therefore for me, what was really important was just building knowledge about racing and breeding and the industry. Um, and uh, especially things like pedigrees, um, the kind of veterinary side, and then also how the industry is regulated and operated, which is quite hard to tell from the outside if you're um, a fan or you, you know, you, you, you're looking at it externally. And then I guess that um, international perspective was really important as well. Um, and it's one of the more unique aspects of the course in terms of seeing how differently things are approached in, in different countries. Um, and then the network of contacts that I made um, again has been hugely helpful and um, it's not I guess it's not a skill set but it's you know that's that was one of the major things that the course would have given me yeah that's brilliant and uh, one of the things that we learned about you is that you have a very academic background um, so we were just wondering how do you how did you effectively apply your academic background within the thoroughbred industry after completing the course and during the course Sure. Um, so I used to be, I was a barrister for seven or eight years before I did the course. So I had a kind of not a typical route into the industry. Um, and I'd say that that career gave me uh, pretty strong research skills and good communication skills, both in person, but also in writing as well. Um, and that's useful in lots of different ways. So in terms of being able to research and assimilate a lot of information um, useful in understanding issues in the industry, whether that's the way the sport is organised and funded around the world, or on a much more micro level, analysing data on a particular stallion, or trying to value a horse by looking at what other comparative horses have sold for, and trying to understand the different factors that would affect a particular sale. Um, and then communication skills, um, obviously useful in dealing with people, and as much as this is a horse business, it's very much a people business as well so um, you know if you can handle something sensitively maybe that's giving an owner bad news about a horse or dealing with a tricky staff issue in a workplace um, and similarly if you can present a kind of attractive and compelling case for something whether that's selling a horse or you know putting forward an argument as to how something might be done better within the industry or within where you're working um, then those are those are useful skills. Yeah, no, it's amazing what you can get from uh, different areas of life and bring them into the thoroughbred sure. industry and uh, make it relative uh, to the horse. Um, so uh, on to our third question. Um, 
So what advice would you give to individuals considering applying for the course now that applications are obviously open? Yeah, well, fundamentally, I would say go for it. Um, it's an amazing course and um, you can get a huge amount from it. Um, I'd advise people to learn as much about the course as they can from the website, from social media, also from speaking to people who are on the course or who are graduates. The website has everyone's contact details. So, um, and in my experience, people are always really willing to help and, and give some advice and um, encouragement along the way. Um, I think, you know, whilst you obviously need to show a genuine and strong commitment to the industry, um, I would say don't be put off by thinking you need to be from a particular background or have a particular type of experience in order to get on the course. You know, I was from a slightly weird background in, in racing terms and there have been plenty of other people who've done the course having had other careers or having had quite different backgrounds, not necessarily having a lot of family or um, contacts in racing before they start. Um, and it's no impediment to getting onto the course and then doing well on it. Um, we're really keen to encourage a very diverse range of applicants, including people who wouldn't necessarily have thought about doing the course um, before and, and to get a really broad range of people onto the course and into the industry going forward. Um, and certainly, you know, we'll always try and consider your skills and your achievements um, and experience in the context of your own situation and the opportunities you've had, which will be for very different from for different people from different backgrounds different places etc so um so yeah try not to you know write yourself off because you don't think you'll fit a particular mold because there is no mold and and um you know we're really keen to um consider a, a, a applicants from from everywhere and from all different backgrounds and you know it's a fully funded course so once you're on it you know you're all on a level playing field in terms of, of um the funding for the course and helping you make the most of the opportunities while you're on it so hmm. um like what advice would you thinking more sort of uh, about current issues as well like so we're currently on the course right now yeah um like do, would you think you have any advice um that you that could relate to maybe just sort of modern present either issues or positives in the industry that you think you could give to uh, the current class that are currently enrolled on the course? Or? In terms of how to sort of make the most out of your time? Probably the making course. the most out of our time. Yeah. Yes. Um, I mean, I think I would just seize all the opportunities you get given. And while you're on Flying Start, you get unparalleled access to people and horses and, you know, yards and studs, etc. And, um, you know, you can ring up and say, could we see your stallions on Saturday? And people just say yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's... Uh, so do use those kind of opportunities and, you know, get out at the weekends or um, in breaks to look at different things that you're not necessarily seeing on the course and not even necessarily things to do with the industry, but just immerse yourself in the local place and get to meet people and social opportunities as well. You know, I found that people I've met in the pub or at the back ring in a sales you know, those interactions can be just as influential and important in your future career as someone you've been sort of formally introduced to in a lecture or in a, um, a designated work placement or that sort of thing. So just um, be open to all those sorts of things and th throw yourself into them. Um, work hard, another <laughs> key piece of advice. And, you know, I've always thought throughout my various different jobs and careers that, you know, you just try and keep your head down work hard, do what you're asked to do to the best of your ability, but also keep your ears and eyes open. You know, even if you're doing a menial 
job on you know a work rotation or a placement you might spend the morning mucking out but all the time you can be listening and looking to see what's going on what are the systems in the yard you know what is the horse that's in this box what does it look like what's its confirmation like how's it bred where's it going from here you know who owns it all of these sorts of things you can pick stuff up all the time and just listen and look and learn from the people you're around sometimes you'll learn what not to do as much as what to do but um I think just yeah getting on with the job and and integrating yourself with the team that you're working with is really important and that's how you'll get the most out of it yeah thank you for that that's uh really useful and I think uh it'll help a lot of people that are thinking about applying to not pigeonhole themselves to thinking they're not fitting the criteria to get on the course because as Tessa says, we're always learning and we're always developing our skill set. So knowing on this course is the finished product. And I think it's always important to remind people of that. And this is what the course is for, is to make us better at what we do and what we love. And uh, I think that's the main reason why we're all doing this course or have done this course. Yeah. And it's important to pass that message on. Um, so thank you very much for coming. Um, it's been a pleasure having you. And uh, we might have you back one time hopefully um, hopefully I'll see you soon yeah. get the more you can well that was pretty cool hearing from Tessa uh, she's a pretty remarkable human being with uh, all the stuff she's done and currently doing and again if you haven't heard applications are open for the Fly Start programme um, it's been on our social medias, um, Twitter, Instagram, and obviously some, on this podcast. Got some good uh, marketing campaigns from uh, actually actually made by a, a, a graduate, Vicky Lennon's company, the Kit Collective down in Australia. So uh, uh, probably go go check them out as well. The, the the little videos and the posters that we that that we got got done for the course they they look very cool. Uh, hopefully they're inspiring lots of you guys to get involved. Um, it just certainly, and it certainly did for us guys last year. And it's weird to think that you know we we were literally applying around Christmas time last year, and it's um, it's flown by really. Like it's, it's Christmas just around the corner, and uh, we started what fourteenth of August, something like that. And you know just how quickly it's gone. It's just really sort of highlighted how busy we've been, and you know having a lot of fun as well, and um, just uh, just what the course has offered us so far. Just you know, lots of different experiences. Um, you know, we've been to two, three countries. We went over to France for a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, so the great fact, really. Yeah, exactly. I got to do, do the Arc trip, been to Ireland and, and now done this time in England. And um, obviously, it, it, we were literally nearly 12 strangers in uh, in August and actually haven't really had a break from each other. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. So we've pretty much seen most of, most of each other for... Uh, every day so maybe these, uh, hopefully this little break over Christmas will uh, be a good refresher and we might actually uh, yeah get, get get along a little bit better when we're in uh, <laughs> when we get back to it when we touch down in uh, in the US on uh, in the new year so um, yeah it's been it's been some journey like yeah, as you said the fact that we started four months ago it's pretty spectacular and the amount of people that we've already met the amount of places that we've already seen um, but I guess this is why we applied I guess this is the thing you wanted to make 11 new mates in the industry that were keen to learn and you wanted to learn from the best which I feel those boxes are being ticked I think the group that we have this year is pretty pretty good fun um, just yeah just being with a group of people who have sort of a you know similar similar interests as well definitely helps and it's good just to uh, kick off any relationships just like any any sort of just just yeah just a shared passion for racing is 
Yeah. It's very nice to And it's cool the way that how we all have like different sort of areas of the industry that we're interested in and like mm. I'm already finding myself getting interested in areas that I wouldn't have necessarily been interested in before the course. Mm. Like equine facilities is never something that really crossed my mind, but now I look at every barn and every stable in the equine facilities view as well as other things. So I guess yeah, you're always learning yeah. and coming up with an all-rounded approach to things and obviously we get to obviously we get to travel and, and that'd be very cool looking forward to going to america and then sort of yeah i've never been so planned forward in my head uh, <laughs> in, in my life i i, I think I, I know what I'm, know where i'm going to be uh in a year's time is, is quite interesting for me anyway um and also just being in a group of people from all around the world as well you're bouncing off each other and uh sort of on that topic i think we're gonna we're gonna jump in and and we'll get one of the uh, Harper McVeigh from uh, who's on the course with us from uh, the Delaware in in, in America, uh, we'll get her just to chat about what uh, what we should be looking forward to when we when we get to the US, and hopefully she'll share with us a little bit uh, just from a from a you know across the pond perspective of uh, what she's enjoyed from my time in uh, in in the UK phase. Okay, we're now joined with fellow flying start trainee Harper. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Good, good. Um, so this part, we're just going to talk about um, our experiences in the UK phase and do a bit of reflection and things that we've enjoyed. Uh, so Jake, I'll put you in the hot seat straight away. Um, what have you enjoyed about this phase? Oh, it's, it's sad we're moving on from familiar, familiar place uh, to myself. But uh, probably for me, um, probably my, my, one of the highlights is definitely going to Mark, to Mark Prescott's Heath House, like, I've grown up around Newmarket and been to quite a few training yards, but you, you always hear the stories uh, that come out of there and he's such a brilliant raconteur himself, um, you know, just shares so much and, you know, just very quirky um, how he does things in the yard and obviously some great horses in recent years, Alpinista and uh, just the great families that he's trained um, for the likes of Kirsten Rousing, uh, some cool statues and, yeah, like just, just building... That, for example, like building his indoor school and a swimming pool and just sort of using the, uh, the, the existing area he had and instead of just sort of going over the top with it all and um, just his reasons for doing certain things and uh, just different tools he uses to, to help train, train his horses and make the best sort of training environment for them is, is really, really, really cool and um, should definitely try and do it if, if you're in Newmarket and you can get access to the place. Uh, and then obviously also... Um, Lambourne visit to me, going to Kingsclare, um, went to the Kublers there, um, and Malcolm Bastards, and also just did a tour of the uh, the Jockey Club Estates in Lambourne, and um, obviously, it's, again, like, I've grown up around the, the, the Newmarket Gallops and seen that a lot, but never really seen all, like, you know, all of the Lambourne uh, facilities, and to get to see that, and Will, who taught us around, was incredibly, it was incredibly passionate about uh sort of maintaining that sacred land that he's got under his control. Um, it was a bit wet, but we, uh, we, saw, we saw what we needed to see, and yeah, it was, it was very cool, it was very cool. Um, and yeah, how about yourself, Sean? Yeah, uh, well, obviously, I, I spent a year here in Newmarket, but I think one of the things I didn't get to do was sort of visit all the different stud farms and see all the stallions, and sort of, as coming into this industry, I've got my own sort of superstar list and so the likes of seeing uh, Frankel and the Bowie obviously very special 
two unbelievably good racehorses, but as a stallion, they've obviously succeeded as well. And to get the opportunity to go to Judmont, yeah, see Frankel and Kingman, it was just surreal for me. Um, one of my favourite horses of all time. And then going to Shively Park as well, sort of that historicness, um, seeing a couple of the old boys like Dutch Art as well. And we all had the privilege of seeing Inspiral as well after her recent success this year. And that was a real, again, sort of spine tingling moment where you got to see your favourite horse in a field just enjoying life. And then we got to see new stud farms such as Dullingham Park, um, who have obviously now standing Shaquille. And he really sort of blew my mind away. Really good looking stallion. And just I'm really excited to see the progression of Dullingham Park and how their stallion roster grows and how their racehorse uh, project grows as well. And finally, Shadwell. Um, got to see Bayeed last year when the Judmont International in York, um, which was, again, mind-blowing. Um, sort of fell in love with him that day. And to go see him in Chadwell, um, along with the um, Mustadaf and some of the others, was, again, just an incredible experience. And I think, yeah, just being able to get access to all these places, um, just really grateful for everyone that's hosted us along the way. And uh, definitely something I'll never forget. And so now harps from someone that hasn't lived in England or been in an Ireland or anything like that. What has been your favourite experience? Yeah, my favourite experience of this phase has definitely been the Tattersall's December sales. Um, not only just in Newmarket, well, it's my favourite week, but maybe one of my favourite weeks of the entire course so far. Um, I had the pleasure of going around with Tina Rao for the yearlings and foals and Mags O'Toole and Eddie O'Leary for the mares. And before the course, I really had very little experience with sales. So this was a really fun um, an exciting chance for me to immerse myself and lean into all the ins and outs um, of the sales and learn from these knowledgeable agents. I got to make my own list of foals and go around and look at them, shortlist some horses for Tina, and then I got to bid on horses with um, both sets of agents, which was a lot of fun. So um, definitely learned a lot from that experience. Did and you buy any? I did. I did buy one. I bought one with um, Mags and Eddie, so in full to Havana Gray. So that was exciting. Pretty cool. Found the dock and, <laughs> and run the other direction. Yeah. Cameras flashing. <laughs> um, so now I guess to go on to uh, sort of the final part. And uh, one of the main reasons we brought Harper on to the podcast is to talk about the next phase, which is taking place in America, uh, in Kentucky, Lexington. And guess none of, none of us have really worked there, have had a lot of experience there, so we're sort of coming this on a raw angle. And uh, we thought, from an American point of view, Harper, what are you most looking forward to in our next phase? Have you been there much before? Or <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it because I have not spent that much time in Kentucky, so um, even though I'll be going home in a sense, it will be exciting to um, immerse myself there and all of us together sort of sharing some new experiences. Um, so starting off with what I'm looking forward to, I think naturally it's great to see the Darley Stallions. Um, we'll be going to Jonah Bell in the first week there to get a look at them. Um, probably some standouts are obviously the two new additions, Cody's Wish, who just won the Grade 1 Breeders' Cup Mile for the second time at this past Breeders' Cup, 
and Proxy. He won the um, grade one Clark Stakes at Churchill. Um, he's a son of Tappet. Um, both of these horses are very well bred. Um, and then Proxy just finished his career with a third in the Breeders' Cup Classic, again at this past running of the meeting. So that'll be really exciting to see them now that they've sort of settled in for a while. Um, another stallion I'm looking forward to seeing is Street Sense. He won the 2007 Kentucky Derby, and as a young racing fan, I was um, really into that crop of horses, which also included Curlin and Hardspun, who are great stallions in their own right. So um, it'll be very exciting to see them and obviously other stallions at different farms as well. Um, outside of that, um, we're going to be in Kentucky um, for the 150th running of the Kentucky Derby, which should be a good time and hopefully a lot of fun comes along with that. Um, we'll get to go to a lot of other racing as well, which will be great um, for a lot of the trainees to get to experience American racing, which they might not have been able to experience before. And the last thing I'm looking forward to most, just from more of a personal angle, um, I'm really interested in the regulation of racing with my past um, experience sort of on the regulatory side of things. So I'm looking forward to attending the Rope School, and that's the Racing Officials Accreditation Program. So their focus is to provide education for racing officials and stewards um, with the obvious goal of upholding the integrity um, of the sport. So I think that's a really important role that they play within horse racing, obviously, and it would be nice to get to dip our toes into that as well. Um, so I know we have a lot of experiences in the classroom and out in the sort of in the field as well with, at some of the different farms. So um, what are you guys looking forward to most? Ooh, I think um, I think you now one of the funnest ones. I think that that uh, that look look pretty cool from all the social media that I've seen in recent years. That recent flying starters have done is uh, the I think that they they go to like a farrier a farrier school out there for a week, and um, I suppose it's, it's an area of the industry I never really thought I'd want you know want to do full time, but um, it's definitely going to be useful to learn, and uh, it just looked like a fun week, and everyone gets pretty stuck in and. Um, probably be useful in any other sort of the hands-on work we're doing down the line and um, yeah maybe don't think about it so much but yeah lots of the farriers that we work with on a day on a daily basis are so knowledgeable just you know in their field and um, I think it just from what I've heard from people like it, the week that they do we do with uh, on, on this program just you learn so much and uh, yeah I think it's one of those ones that you don't think about the whole time but will definitely hold you in good stead going forward so Looking forward to that, and then probably just lots of um, cultural things as well. Uh, I'll definitely try and do a couple of visits to uh, different states. I uh, uh, yeah, just just I suppose it's a big place, and I follow lo lots of other sports and stuff in America. So maybe watching a bit of the basketball at Kentucky and Kentucky College basketball. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll try and go do some music down in Nashville or something like that. Um, yeah, that that'd be very cool. Baseball, NFL. Yeah, go on, Sean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I think yeah, it's sort of we've talked a lot about like what we do in the horse racing world in America, but we do like other things, surprisingly. And I think yeah, just as Jake was saying, just go go visit these different places. Go go see an NFL game. Go see a baseball game. Go see a basketball game. Um, like these are just things that again I wouldn't really. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think I'd ever have the opportunity to go do and uh, to just live in America for six months. Like, we're going to be there during presidential election year as well. Like, see mm -hmm. what that's like. 
think there's a lot of different things as well to be excited about. So it's quite a historical place as well. I think Leytonton. I, I, I mean, back on the horses. Just seeing the. Um, I read that horse trader book, which if anyone hasn't read it, and the other horses, they should probably do that. Uh, give give that a read and the stories about what happened out in Lexington, like back in the eighties and all that, and the big farms, the Spendthrift, Claiborne, Three Chimneys. Um, that yeah, that'd be very cool to see. Personally, from what I'm looking forward to as well. So yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I think it'll be good what you're saying from the horse thoroughbred industry side of things and as the cultural stuff as well. It'll be nice that we all get to spend a little bit more time there. So the phase is a bit longer with the six months. So um, I'm excited for you all to come over and I think it'll be a lot of fun. Well, I'm sure you'll be a great host, Harper. Um, So thanks for coming on to the podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. And yeah, hope you have a good Christmas. We'll look forward to your podcast down the line. (laughs) Sounds good, sounds good. I'll have you on to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, that was great to have uh, Harper on here, and uh, we're definitely both looking forward to uh, having a bit of a break over Christmas and then uh, moving further afield. Um, Ireland and the UK don't seem too far away for, for the both of us, uh, so hopefully we'll have uh, lots to learn in, in the US. And uh, yeah. Well, uh, we've been your hosts for today, uh, Sean and Jake, hopefully leading you to success.